Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Wingstop. This is the greatest thing about sports. Is. You play to win the game. Coming at you live in the heart of Lincoln, America. I say, hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakoven and Enrique Alvarez Cleary. <laughs> clapping to get us going here i hope everybody had a great extended weekend i know it was a little bit better because your huskers are in the wind column after a 38 17 shellacking beat down oh well maybe not those things look, but they, it did, was, they look, beat north dakota i don't care what anybody says that was a good game you you, you it was a good so? game the first half was pain so much pain <laughs> so much pain but the second half looked how you thought the entire game should have looked. Nebraska took over and kind of rolled over Georgia Southern. It was good. There are some po- – look, despite the fact that it's an FCS team and everybody wants to be doom and gloom, there are some positives that you could take away from this game. Oh, yeah, I, I definitely think so. Um, it was – I would say instead of the second half, I'd probably just go with the fourth quarter there uh, but <laughs> because it was pretty scary there in the third quarter as well. Um, I, I, I keep going back. I don't – I think it was Nebraska's up 24-17. It's might have an early fourth quarter where they were, uh, you know, in their own goal line, and, 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 and Casey Thompson just basically threw up a, a 500 ball up for, <laughs> up for Trey Palmer. He comes down with it. If you don't – you know, you're giving North Dakota a short field with a chance to tie. So uh, it, it uh, could have been a lot worse than it was. Nebraska, though, that's that's what I think more than anything that you take out of this game is they learned how to win. I mean, they, they did. And not, maybe it's not learned. They, they probably knew how to do this stuff. But you, you want to see it play out there. And you want to see it against better opponents. But you got to start somewhere. And so the defense went out there. They made the stops they needed to in the fourth quarter. The offense picked up the first downs and, and, and found their way into the end zone twice in the fourth quarter and, and put that game away. Uh, again, it's it's going to be tougher to do that against Wisconsin and Purdue and uh, all, basically every other opponent that you play throughout the season. But um, it's good to get that rep in because I think that the that was very much a Big Ten West type of style from North Dakota coming yeah. in. Yeah, uh, that, that type good. of game pace in Nebraska is going to see that quite a bit. I mean, you learn things about yourself in games like this, and the uh, the pass to Trey Palmer out of the, out of their own end zone. I, I understand why people are kind of uh, iffy about it, how you know he just kind of threw it up there for Trey Palmer to go up and make the catch. But at the same time, for the longest time, we were always saying, you know, when, when Scott Frost and, and his crew first got here, they were going after the speedy guys, the small speedy guys. And people said, well, why don't you go after the big guys so you can, you know, throw it up to him and let him go get the ball. Yeah. Well, that's what he did. He threw it up to his playmaker and let him go get the ball. And then people want to complain about it because people just want to find things to complain about. Well, it was he- a good, it was a, <laughs> look, he threw it up to his playmaker. He let him make, he let him make a play. Granted, he kind of, you know, let, left it up there a little bit too long, but the safety came over and if he would have been a better pass, he would have probably ran into the end zone. But the safety came over, made a play on the ball. Trey Palmer still came down with it, so it's a positive play. Don't don't take anything negative well, away think, from it. It was a good play. I'm not saying it's a negative play. I don't think anybody's saying that either. I think it's more. Well, people are like, oh, they got extremely lucky on this play. No, you let you threw it up for your playmaker. You let him make a play. Right, but that's a that's I guess I guess it was a the idea of it is that it's more of a fifty fifty ball rather than like a really well drawn up uh, or really well executed play. It was just kind of. 
Trey Palmer somewhat bailed you out to a degree. Hey, sometimes and that's you got to do you that. You need your playmakers to bail you out. And I think that that is what we found out in this game is that Trey Palmer is that guy. And more importantly, that Anthony Grant is that guy. You also need a guy that when you're two of your guys, right? When you're worried about uh, who to get the ball to, like the Northwestern game, you said this, I think uh, in that, in the final, whatever, several possessions, it was just like uh, just several different people they were throwing to. They didn't know, like, they, like it's they a, ultimately lost, not with one of their best players yeah. touching the ball last. Like it's I a positive. It's a positive that you have so many guys who can make plays, but at the same time, when it gets down to the nitty gritty, to a, to a time when you need something to happen for you and you need somebody to make a play, you need to have that guy. Like every, every team has that one guy who, if it gets down to it, this is the person who's going to get the ball one way or another. And I think we found two of those guys in the running game. It's Anthony Grant in the passing game. It's Trey Palmer. So you have a guy on, on, you know, each end of the offensive spectrum, I guess that the ball needs to find that person's hands in certain situations. So, I mean, like I said, you learn things from games like this, whether, whether you want to be upset about the fact that they only beat North Dakota 38-17 or, or the fact that the uh, first half was kind of gross and, and not the greatest first half of football played. But, I mean, look, they were – I'm not trying to make excuses, but they're a week removed from a however long flight – from from Nebraska to Ireland and Ireland back to Nebraska so they had to get reacclimated to to the United States and you know the time zone change and what have you again not making excuses but these are these are reasons why it could have been a sluggish first half and they started putting it back on in the second half so like I said you look at a game like this they won the game don't focus on the negatives focus on the positives if you want to focus on negatives and a loss whatever I can't help you there but in a win, in a win yeah. focus on the positives. Like, what did Nebraska do well? What is something that can carry over to the next game and, and later on in the season? And something that you can build upon is the fact that Anthony Grant, even if the offensive line is having its own struggles, um, you know, pushing forward and creating running lanes for him, is able to make people miss in not only the open field, but in the backfield. He didn't have a single negative run in this game, despite being met behind or at the line of scrimmage multiple times during this game. He was able to reverse field multiple times and make a play out of it. He was able to to fit through tight tight little holes and 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 you know gain some positive yardage. He there was a play that like I said, it's still stuck in my mind. I said this earlier on the drive with AD and Raf. There was a play where the offensive line was getting some push, but they hadn't opened a hole up yet. He sat behind the offensive line chopping his feet waiting for a hole waiting for a hole to open he showed that patience that you want to see in a running back when he saw a hole I don't remember if it was a large hole or a small hole he saw the hole it opened up and he exploded through it for a for a decent gain and that's something you haven't seen in a Nebraska running back in a little bit so the, the like I said there are many positives to take from this game and I think you should focus on those oh yeah and I think too like just watching college football over the last several years, there's been several games that I turn on and you just go, why, why don't we have a run like that? Why don't we have a guy like that on our roster? And you don't have to watch you know, a, a certain <laughs> game. It's just kind of random games, uh, and you see a, a couple minutes of it, and you get frustrated. Like, where's that on a Husker roster? And I think Anthony Grant brings that to you. I, 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 and, you know, it's kind of weird. There's this, um, you know, with the press conference yesterday and, and kind of moving forward, there's still this uh, Ramir Johnson community <laughs> that wants to see Ramir Johnson touch the ball more. And I, I just want to see him involved. Well, and I, I get that. And there's, you know, we kind of like who we know and we know Ramir Johnson. Yeah. Well, I think but for me, any, really, any, if you're taking away 
carries now from Anthony Grant. No, I don't want to do that. I don't think that that's the way to moving forward because in his limited time that we've seen Anthony Grant, I feel like he's got more potential um, and, you know, more breakout uh, performance than we've seen from Ramir. And that's not taken away from the fact that Ramir was a solid running back last year. But we asked – this is what we wanted going yep. into the season. Find a 1A, find a 1B, find a guy who could land. They finish up. They say Anthony Grant and A.J. Allen are those guys. And then we sit back and go, well, I want to see the other guys get touches. I, I like what they're doing. It's not – hold on, I got to sneeze. <laughs> you do got to sneeze there. <laughs> this is a little ah. – it's a little tickle. It'll come back later. <laughs> okay. Um, it's not that I want to see Ramir Johnson take the touches away from, from Anthony Grant and, and uh, A.J. Allen. It's the fact that the coaches built up, you know, how important Ramir was going to be to this offense, and you have yet to see him involved in the offense. He had one target against – uh, North Dakota, and it was like a screen pass that he ended up dropping, and then you didn't see him the rest of the game on the offensive side of things. So it's not that I want him to be lined up at running back, but, you know, they called him a wide back. I want to see, you know, what he's able to do, what kind of packages they have available for Amir Johnson. Maybe they just haven't been in a situation, you know, weird, uh, where they had to use him or use that package. But I – it it if they're winning the game, I'm, I guess I'm not going to complain about it. But at the same time, I just I just want to see it. I just want to see what all the hype was built about, built up around Ramir Johnson in this offseason of working with the running backs and the wide receivers and how important he is to the offense. And, I mean, Scott Frost said it after Northwestern. We have to figure out a way to get Ramir more involved. And, I mean, you had a chance against North Dakota late in the game, not early in the game because you were still trying to figure out how to play football. Um, but late in the game, I mean, you had multiple chances. You could have brought him in and, and, and used those packages, and you decided not to, which, again, not complaining. They won the game. Bite a lot. Did so well I'm good with the it. Game. Yeah. But I want to see it at some point. I mean, you could like Ramir Johnson and, and enjoy him on special teams if you're that big of a Ramir Johnson guy. I think that this is a really refreshing for Nebraska to identify. I mean, this because this is what's been a problem of the Scott Frost era. Now you get a new running back coach and you got a new offensive coordinator in. And I would I, I'm much happier to see them identify guys and use them and have success early rather than kind of stumble around, not get your best running back out there, play, you know, play several guys, the top guy gets like 12 carries a game. No, that, that's that's the part of the problem that we've seen in the Frost regime so far. Mm. So I like the new guys coming in and making these differences. And Anthony Grant, again, it, it's nothing against Ramir Johnson. I thought Ramir Johnson, and I still think Ramir Johnson can be a solid Big Ten running back. But with Anthony Grant, you see flashes or you see potential for an all Big Ten running back. Yeah. And I'm not saying that, you know, that's after two games against not the best rushing defenses that you're going to see all year. But, I mean, part of it, too, is, I mean, you put that guy behind a good offensive line and you, you can imagine he'd stat, he'd rack up a lot of numbers. He was doing a lot of this pretty much himself with his spin moves and yeah. uh, broken tackles and stuff like that. So I'm pretty sure there's two player two North Dakota players ankles still on the turf yeah. at Memorial I'm, he was he was just me. dropping people left and right it was beautiful I loved it yeah and and so I you know identify that guy and and, and re rely on him lean on him uh like they did in the second half there I'm interested to see too because it was it seemed to be you know more of a passing first half rushing second half is that is that part of a game plan moving forward, or is it more okay? We now we found the running game, got it going a little bit, mm -hmm. but at the same time, I don't know if the, the offensive line is ready to do that from snap one, right? I think that was more of them kind of leaning on him all game long. It's not, a, it's still, and we get some text and, and, and stuff and, and some response off this. 
that that there's still concerns about the offensive line. Yeah, there's it's not a great offensive uh, line. They were yet. playing musical chairs with the offensive line. Right. I, that's I feel that like that's too. the bigger issue. Not the I mean the big issue is is the the lack of of pass protection and run blocking. But I think the bigger issue is is playing musical chairs with the offensive line and and just switching everybody, moving your left tackle out to right tackle and just moving everybody over to the left one spot. Like it it was very confusing. I'm not exactly sure what the the plan was for that I do know that that was how the offensive line was situated on the strip sack uh, of Casey Thompson so I mean I, I that would maybe be a question that I want to ask uh, Mark Whipple or Scott Frost like what was the meaning behind the the shift in the offensive line why did you have two tackles on the right side of the offensive line uh, it, it's something that I'm really interested in but when they were in their regular sets and 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 again, it was in the second half. The run blocking was pretty solid. I mean, they were opening holes up for for Anthony Grant. He was making people miss in the open field in the second level, in the second half. In the first half, it was a lot of at the line of scrimmage, behind the line of scrimmage. In the second half, he was getting past the line of scrimmage and making people miss at the second level. So it improved as they were imposing their will and just kind of leaning on the North Dakota defensive line and, and linebackers. And I understand that, you know, it's North Dakota, and later on yeah. in the season, when you play a, a lot bigger when you play a, I mean, in Indiana, a Rutgers, like yeah. it's going to be different. They're going to have more talented individuals, but at the same time, being able to kind of impose your will against somebody might build that confidence in the offensive line to think, look, we can do this. We are able to just go forward and mash another defensive unit, and you know, open up holes for our running backs who can you know tote the ball twenty three times and almost gain two hundred yards. Yeah, I mean, clearly Anthony Grant's a big bright spot. I think kind of learning how to win a huge bright spot for Nebraska coming out of this game. Now you have Georgia Southern uh, coming up uh, this weekend. Should be a tougher game. They, they blew out their first week opponent. Um, so we'll see. It's another chance to take another step forward. I think a win there would be more impressive than the North Dakota win. But let's take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we'll look at uh, 10 things. Uh, ten, the top 10 uh, highlights I got from college football this week, and we'll do that next year on the Ticket Water Cooler, 93.7 The Ticket. <laughs> 